This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans. And we talking the all new skate classics, built extra tough on the inside for skateboarding. I'm cruising around the block, popping switch trays, thinking I'm Johnny Layton in these streets, in my skate classic half cabs. You know what time it is. It's time to follow suit, get you some of the all new skate classics, and cruise the block in style. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. This is episode six of season 13. We are halfway through. Man, I can't believe it. But when you're having as much fun as me and the ghost, the time just flies. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Ghost, what are we working with this week? Big week in Studio E, as per usual. We got none other than Zach Wallen in the building. Back to audio only. You know what I'm saying? For them true OG podcast fans. It ain't all about videos, but we do love videos. So go check out last week's episode, the first video episode on our YouTube with Alexis Lacroix, the beast. Uh, then we take it all straight to the post office and, of course, wrapping it up with the rundown. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. You know, for them future video apps and all those amazing video reviews. And then head over to our website, thebuntlive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. And then if you need even more of The Bunt, head over to patreon.com slash The Bunt. You know, this is the people's podcast and we doing it for y'all. It's that time, the ghost shout out of the week. I know you got something good for me. Oh man, I'm sure you could guess what's on my mind this week. That's fucking pack, yo. Blue Tile's latest offering by our good homie Rich. Killed it on the edit. All our boys absolutely destroyed. You can check it over on Free Skate Mag. You know what I'm saying? A little Justin Davis, Kick Front Tail, Roy Curveledge. I know that one had your jaw dropping. What's good, cuz? My jaw? Yeah. Well, I don't know who Justin Davis is, but... I know our homie Justin David did pretty well. Did I say Davis? <laughs> Oops. You said Davis, dog. <laughs> Definitely check out Pack. Rich and the homies shut it down. Of course, man. Latex Mansion. Kick Nose Manny, then Trey Flip. Mm. Looking too clean. Kick Nose Manny on what? He does kick Nose Manny into the, on the little Manny into the bank and then three flip down the four. Bro, you trying to chirp me for... I guess mine's worse. Getting a name wrong is worse than getting a trick wrong. But it was a back... What did it you was do? a back lip. Lift up your truck into the bank. Tray flip. Come on now. Holy fuck. Did no one kick Nose Man yet? <laughs> I must have watched that clip a hundred times, too. Uh, Dylan did Nose Manny revert into the banks with front shove. So like we said, we've got Zach Wallen, the big homie in the building this week. Enjoy skateboards. 
Dickie's clothes, of course. Just a matter of time before he popped up in Studio E, man. Well, he'd be looking clean in them streets just like us, man. We had to get the man on. Dickies. Of course. Only one thing left to do before we get it started. Download the app, available on iOS or Android, or head in store. Downtown Queen and Spadina, Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence. Maker Pizza, the number one pizza in the game. The only pizza in the game. Go check out their menu, man. I need to tell you again. Maddie Madison, tell them what we're working with when you get Maker Pizza, man. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping, Ghost. All right, y'all. Let's get it popping. We got Zach Wallen, aka the foreman, in the building. What's popping, yo? Nothing. Just, just hanging out, man. Psyched to be here <laughs> with yeah. you guys and do this. Just getting that last fatty okay. sipping real quick. Yep, yep. So, yo, you know how we get it started. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Yeah, um, my favorite skate moment. It was a random one, but um, for a while, like a while back when we were filming for uh, our tilt mode video, bonus round, we would skate this spot all the time. It was just a classic like black bank to a barrier, and our homie Joe Brooke was showing up to meet up, and uh, when he pulled up, Ray Barbie hopped out of the van, and then we ended up just having a skate session with Ray Barbie all day, and he like got a trick yeah. on the barrier. I think I got a trick I was trying for a while. And then um, after that, we just like cruised a couple of San Jose spots, and he did a he tripped me out that day. He did a heel flip backside wall right on this like bump to wall spot, and it was just I don't know, man. I'm a huge Ray Barbie fan, so that one always stuck out to me. That sounds like the perfect day. Yeah, I was tripping because I didn't know he was coming. And then a sports moment. It's like not really one specific moment, but maybe like a time. It was like right when the San Francisco Giants won the World Series in 2014. Then after that, the Warriors won the Cavs in the finals of the NBA. So like pretty much like the Bay Area was, I don't know. There was a lot of love over here at that time. It was popping, yo. Shout out Stephen Curry. So take us back (laughs) to the beginning. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? Uh, yeah, I was born in San Jose, um, but, like, that's basically, that's where I skated, I mean, started skating, and then, um, it's nothing crazy, my cousin just came into town, and, and he was a little older than me, and he brought a board, he was staying for, like, a week, so me and my brother were just messing around on that thing for, like, pretty much the whole time we was there, and then, uh, when he left, my mom dropped some ducats and, like, got us a legit setup to share, like went down the skate shop and got everything and we're super pumped my brother went skating and then he left it on the porch and it got stolen and then uh (laughs) yeah so that shit my skate hype died for a second i forgot how long it was maybe like eight months later or something i asked for another one for my birthday and i got some shitty nash board (laughs) and then just then just stuck with it from there but yeah, once I just, my cousin brought it, I was hooked. Oh, that's cold, man. Who's going to steal a fucking couple brothers board, man? I don't know, man. I was so bummed at my brother, though. <laughs> he was psyched on it, but I, I think I was a little more psyched <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Damn. And then they hit you with the Nash board next time because yeah. they couldn't trust you Dude, guys. Dude, maybe. Right? That's what sucks. I mean, 
my mom, fuck, she didn't make a lot of money. So it was like a big thing to like go buy like everything legit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like from a legit skate shop. Mm-hmm. And Nashport is probably like 20 bucks at fucking Walmart yeah, or something. Fuck. Hey, well, you're you're here now, bro. Yeah. But yo, before we move on, just uh, we, we mm-hmm. want to know a little... Uh, if, a little something about your legendary homie Johan that you grew up skating with. You got a Johan story? <sighs> Shit, man. There's a bunch of stories about him. Damn, someone, <laughs> someone dug deep on that one for sure. Uh, shit, he might have been the one that stole the damn board before I knew him, dude. <laughs> shit, he was just a a dude around town that um i kind of met through skating he was a couple years older than me and um forgot how how like exactly we met it might have just been oh yeah at a, at a local skate spot where uh, me and a couple homies would just bring some rails at the school and kind of session it after after school and stuff but uh he was fucking like next level like go to a 13 stair handrail like nose grind it front 5-0 it back 5-0 it and oh, at that time yeah. like the only dudes that were doing stuff like that around here was like caswell and that was like the only yeah. dude i could think of like it was it was gnarly and then he just ripped like ripped the scene and got into some shit and i didn't yeah i think he went to jail and i didn't see him for a hot minute yawn if you hear this holler man let's catch up you gotta send us like a, a Johan clip after this if, Hell if, yeah. if they're out there. I could do that for sure, dude. Like all the San Jose like spots around like like the Tiltmo dudes with skating stuff, he was just going and doing like the most jacked up stuff. Like there's this tall white hubba in San Jose, like people would do like five O's and I think the gnarliest thing was like back tail. He was doing like switch flip no slide on it and then he threw out like switch flip front five oh and the dude like didn't <laughs> even have pop like that. I'm like, how are you doing this, dude? And <laughs> it was just he was magical, man. Like I feel like every well not everyone, but a lot of homies have like that one homie that comes in is real good, doesn't really know how, and then you know, they disappear. Is it the Fuenzalita switch flip front nose one? It might have been. It's like short and stubby, white. Yeah. See, he was doing some Danny Fonzalita <laughs> type of shit on it. Okay, Johan, <laughs> we see you. <laughs> no, man. That ain't easy. All right, all right, back to you, though. Uh, what was your first big break in the skate industry? I'd probably say um, having a part in the tilt mode bonus round. It just kind of it kind of showed uh, the sponsors I ended up with. Like They got to see my footage and stuff like that. So just kind of getting to know all the tilt mode guys. And then uh, people hearing I was maybe going to have a part in that. And I started to get flowed by some companies and get to roll around with some of those pros like Caswell and Louis and stuff like that. Kind of introduced me into the scene and eventually got me on to to the companies I ride for now. So you're saying all they had to do was hear that you were going to have a part and you started getting boxes? (laughs) shit nah <laughs> like yo yo y'all yo everyone listening i'm about to have like six thrasher parts this year and uh, <laughs> a couple covers so let the boxes come preemptively you know what i'm saying <laughs> shit i was just like the little homie that would like trail along with those dudes <laughs> like casual get uh skated for osiris then and then like i met the tm and it was like oh what are you doing out here yeah. you know like oh i'm filming for this video and then like i got like osiris slow back then right, and stuff right, like right. that felt like it was my introduction to like 
I don't know, getting hooked up. Hey, that was a fucking epic video. It's a good way to fucking break onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so Definitely. you were flow for enjoy back in the day, but then you ended up riding for Jart. What was going on at the time that you made that decision? Well, I didn't really ride for him, but I there was like a split second where <laughs> I almost rode for him. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. what's the story there? Yeah, no, um, yeah, I was flow for enjoy for like four years, Damn. and then uh, yeah, so I was like, uh, it was it was a minute, dude, and I was I was working all the time too, and then it just pretty. <laughs> took exception to and that. then it just came to the point where I asked those dudes, I was like, yeah, you know, is anything going to happen? You know, and like, no sweat if it doesn't. Just, you know, I kind of need to know. Like, I'll probably just end up just going full time with this job I'm doing. Because I had a pretty legit job at the time. I was doing project management for this uh, construction company. And I was making good money. So um, yeah. they were like, yeah, we're not, like, it's not working out right now. I was like, oh, okay, like, no worries. And I sent a couple, I was sitting up a couple homies that I knew at some other companies and hearing what they had to say and stuff. And uh, this dude, Dave Ashley, that was uh, in the scene of San Jose around the time, started to work for them. And then he was like, yeah, we'll pay you 1500 bucks, man. You're just like, just, you could be the new AM. And, and I was thinking about it. I was like, fuck, you know, I'm not stoked on this company or anything. <laughs> and then... I was like, well, fuck, I could just keep working my job and get 1500 bucks and skate. Yeah. And then I sat on, the, sat on that idea for about mm-hmm. like a week. And then I was like, nah, I can't do this. And I just called him back and, and told him. And fuck, he was pissed, <laughs> dude. But he was so pissed because he had a huge plan. He was like, we're going to change this company around and that, this and that and that. And fuck obviously it didn't happen but i mean he had good intentions but yeah at that point i was like if i'm gonna skate i want to skate for someone i'm stoked on you know i don't want to skate for 1500 bucks or something (laughs) yeah well especially if you that's a lot of money for am yeah but if you have a job that you can live off already it's like then you can be a little bit pickier like if if you only have skateboarding to make money like sometimes you just got to take the check but you were kind of in a better situation. Nah, for sure. I wonder who mm-hmm. told you about that, man. That sucks. That was like a small little fucking blimp. <laughs> I feel like trying to erase that from my memory. That ain't that bad. So did you tell the Enjoy guys that? And is that why you ended no. up getting on? Or what, uh, well, what I mean, there? we're all so close back then. Like at that time, I lived with Louis Barletta. I mean, I would still skate with Caswell and Jose and all those guys all the time. So they heard about it. I don't think I ever went skating with a board, though. Yeah, so it really didn't get that far. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, after that, I was picking uh, other brands' brain a little bit. I think I hit up Skate Mafia at one point, because, like just hollered at a homie, just because I knew those dudes from skating mm-hmm. down in San Diego and stuff like that. And I was hitting up some other random people. And then out of nowhere, the guys that enjoy like called me back. So I'm like, okay, how the fuck? Like, I, I got to threaten to go skate for Jart for you guys to put me on. <laughs> like, what the fuck Damn. is happening here? I, I, I wish I did this shit, like, fucking four years ago. <laughs> Straight from the jump. Uh, they just had you on fucking retainer, yo. Fucking but for no money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that time, I, I don't know. 
they were like that company enjoyed they they were like high on the podium at that time like mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. bag of suck and shit i felt like they were so picky on put like certain dudes to get on yeah. and, and stuff yeah i mean who really knows i don't know you were just the dusty homie that was all word of mouth tilt mode army you know what i'm saying damn <laughs> playing fucking jarred off the boys so. well shit i honestly never took it that serious on enjoy flow because i was like homie homie i lived like with louis for days and like i would just work and go skate on the weekend so it's like yeah i wanted to get on and i was skating hard but like i it's kind of hard not to think it's a, just a homie hookup you yeah. know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. so maybe i was just a dusty flow <laughs> homie <laughs> Well, yeah. Just got lucky. So you you get back on, they hit you up. You know what I'm saying? You're proper am now. Uh, let's fast forward a bit. Enjoy turned you pro while you were literally riding away from Nolly back when eighty and Wallenberg. Uh, take us behind the scenes on oh, that yeah. battle and uh, the feeling of turning pro all at once, man. That must have been a high unlike any other. Yeah, that was so fucking unexpected. Um, shit that was that was crazy because that was supposed to be the last day of filming for the for our video oververt so that was all on my the only thing on my head was like land the trick and then you're good for the video so when i did land it and i turned around i was like all that hype from the from landing the trick and being done with the part and everything like completely just turned around and i was so confused but in a good way you know hyped (laughs) and fuck i don't know i can't really explain it man i was so shocked with all that stuff because we went there a couple times before and i guess louis had the same plan the whole time so they they were hiding it from me (laughs) every time so it's like i wonder what happened if i didn't land it it's like (laughs) this held on to it again next time they would have busted out a a jart board for you oh that is (laughs) fucked up Uh. <laughs> oh Sorry, shit! I had to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fire though. <laughs> oh shit! Boom, roasted. That's, that's cold, man. Can we just end no. it right here? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh shit! Don't kill me, dog. So you had gone multiple times to do the Nolly Back 180, though? Yeah, this shit took me, like, fuck, like seven times. Jesus, it, man. It was so well, I bet you Louie was just as hyped for you to land it and bust out the board as you were, man. Yeah, I think he was super pumped because yeah. Yeah, the plan fucking came together and <laughs> he had a whole plan behind it and everything. But, yeah, I, I went a bunch of times and they would, would sneak the board in and everything and... I was just so concentrated on trying to land the trick that, you know, fucking... Yo, just imagine he, like, didn't land it again, and Louis like, fuck, we got to turn this full pro. Like, shops are ordering the board. Like, all right, Zach, uh, there's a five-stair handrail around the corner. Um, you're going to need a board slide. Can you do that? <laughs> Dude, no, but yeah. wouldn't you question it? Like, you're, like, at Wallenberg for, like, the seventh time with Louis. Louis bringing a backup board every time. Like... <laughs> Are you jumping down this shit, Louie, or what? Well, it was a lot of pressure for him, too, because we were coming from SJ, and we had to borrow, like, our homies, like, SUV, and, like, we'd load the ramp in a fucking trailer and drive up there before, like, 10, because it gets windy at, like... That's crazy. 11, so it was, like, a small, like, production. We would set up, 
like we built it ourselves so we'd set up the ramp before we skated it and all that crap so sure you guys had your own rolling or was yeah yeah i I built the rolling damn i just tested it on the on the side of my yard and that was pretty much it (laughs) you're crazy Louis was probably about to fucking send the boards back to like edit the graphics so it just said wall. It's like not your pro board. Like, yeah, let's just throw this one in the line. Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck. I don't think it so. worked. Yeah, He's like, just nollie back 180 to the three, damn it. <laughs> so do something. Oh, shit. Uh, it was sweet too because that, the day after I was going to Hawaii, so I did that, turned pro, and then went to Hawaii on like vacation. So I was oh. like, justification for the vacation right there man it doesn't get any better finish the part turn pro and then you in hawaii let's go man (laughs) i was in heaven man yeah yeah Uh, wallenberg is probably i don't know i don't know what spot it is for you donald but uh, like the spot that i want to go to the most just to look at it just to see yeah 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 i don't know i really thought about that me neither till right now but like just, Would you try to ollie just it? How legendary it is! Like I just love to see, just to like. These days he might try to ollie it. No, no. Would yeah, I would try an ollie? Fuck no. Yeah. Would you try to ollie it? No, hell no. Yeah, he probably would. Hell no. When you get or switch shove or something. No, I would not jump down that. He can't help himself when he gets to those spots. So. No, that's too big for me. He, he tells people he plays it safe now, but when he when he gets to the spot, he can't help himself, man. No, I I actually would just want to see how big it is, just to like appreciate some of those the best tricks on that are fucking it's pretty fucking long man brandon yeah. turner Woo. and like nollie is fucked yeah i was surprised no one did nollie before i don't know there's people that got real fucking close at that contest. what are the other nollie tricks that have been done down it shit shane o'neill nollie back heel yeah oh, did anyone yeah. straight nollie it i can't remember Gilbert Crockett got real close in one of those contests. Oh, and then Kevin Romar. Oh, got, yeah, he got close yeah. to Nolly back three. Romar broke yeah. the board. I think. Yeah, that's, that's like all I can think of Nolly on that. I want to see something fakey, man. Yeah. That'd be fucked. Yeah. So we hear you're a licensed contractor. When did you start with that, and what kind of jobs you do, man? Yeah, I got I got my license in last January. So it's been about a year now and I actually haven't took, I took on one job since I got my license just cause I've been busy with skating and uh, I bought a house out in Roseville and I just been working on that, but it's kind of just setting me up for, I mean, I don't know when no one knows when like their skate career is going to be over or something, you know? So yeah, it's kind of just a straight up a, a backup plan, you know? And when I got time, I'd like to make extra money, you know, fixing people's homes and stuff like that. Oh, for sure, man. So thinking ahead. Yeah, it's all residential, all residential carpentry, though. So it's like, I don't know, changing the interior doors, like windows, custom framing, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. Anything that involves a house, not commercial. Yeah. Uh, Thinking past your skate career, I feel like that's a rare trait for young men in the skate game these days. Fuck man, well I've seen I've seen some of my older homies go through uh the transition pretty rough. So it's definitely yeah. been in the I mean shit, I was I, this was kinda even a my fucking whole career feels like a bonus round. I just told you guys about <laughs> like 
almost not getting on enjoy and like already working in construction so yeah kind of felt like i don't know it could end any time <clears throat> yeah that's kind of like a mm-hmm. unique path to it because usually kids get scooped up super young and then they they only ever skate so they fucking that's why they're confused and don't know what to do when all of a sudden it's over but you kind of like had a job now skating feels like a bonus and then you're ready for after skating it's kind of nice mm-hmm. and you can enjoy it that much more man honestly that that is true though because right after like enjoy said like uh yeah we're not gonna put you on after four years of flow or whatever i was just completely skating the way i wanted to and and knew i was gonna work anyways like i wasn't worried about like trying to impress like do certain tricks and impress my sponsors or something so i kind of always skated that way since which i don't know which i feel like working a job that some some skaters never have before like they they don't put themselves in that position but that is like one benefit of having a job in the past and bro you just be getting buck like that for no sponsors god damn I mean, shit, not not without a camera or anything. <laughs> it's fun just to go, you know, hang with your homies still and make a homie video or something. Absolutely. After six years of providing skateboard programs for boys and girls in Palestine with international volunteers, SkatePal now employs one of the first skaters in Palestine as a local manager who will be running the first year of fully locally run classes with local volunteers. Skateboarding for Palestinians by Palestinians. This message was provided to you by CHPO. If you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website skatistan.org or skatepal.co.uk or purchase some Skatistan or SkatePal product from chpobrand.com 100% of the profits will be donated chpo doing it for the people so sacking is a common risk of skating handrails but you sacked on a construction site how the hell did that happen yeah it was a fucking nightmare (laughs) we (laughs) we were working a this was before I got all the way on enjoying like I was working at that construction company I was talking about. We were remodeling a restaurant and basically the longer they're not open during the remodel, the less money they're making, obviously. So we were mm-hmm. working uh, double days. So we were working like 12 to 14 hour days and uh, we had all the floor exposed, all the joists were, hang- or were all exposed. Basically, you'd have to, you know, walk on your toes to get across the floor because there was a basement under. And um, it was later in the day. Is I had been work. It might have been around like ten hours in the day, twelve hours in the day. And uh, I had to fix some window trim up on top, but below was the exposed floor, and uh, the ceilings were. Fuck, they had to be like 10 foot or 12 foot ceilings. So I went over there and brought a piece of plywood, put it down. And I brought, I think, a 10 foot ladder out, put it on the plywood and everything was good. I went up there, I did all the work. I pulled the trim off, put some new trim on everything. But when I was coming down, the plywood that was on the exposed joist, it did a teeter-totter thing like this. So the whole thing just went over and basically fell off top of the ladder and I had my tool belt and everything on me and basically 
fell off the top of the ladder and then landed right in the framing of the floor. Oh, oh. And the tools fucking went everywhere. Everywhere. But in a fucked up way, it was like the best case scenario, though, because I could have fucking fell on my back or landed on my leg or fell through the floor, which, which obviously going all didn't the way happen, down. thank God. Yeah, yeah so fuck. it was... So in a fucked up way, it was like the best case scenario <laughs> if you were gonna you know. bail, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 was fucked, man. I was so out of it. Like people should not be working like on ladders and stuff like that. Like after eight hours, that was, Damn, uh, dude. That was so shameful too. Like everyone just looking at you on the job site. <laughs> Sorry for bringing that one up. Damn. That's nah, all good. You were lucky enough to be on King of the Road. Give us a memorable moment from that experience. Mm. You were also on the one that was on TV, right? Was there only one season that was on TV? It was on Vice or whatever? Enjoyed. Yeah, we did one that was on TV. And then we did one a couple years ago before they did it on TV. Hmm. We uh, The one before TV, we got dead last. <laughs> and then the one, on, <laughs> the one on TV, we actually won it. So. Damn. Yeah, what was the biggest difference between the two? It was just, I felt like the Vice one was a little more relaxed because they had to stay on schedule. You know mm. what I mean? Like, and, and I'm pretty positive they paid for the hotels and stuff, so the lodging and stuff was was way more comfortable. <laughs> I mean, fuck. They surprised us with, like, a flight to Hawaii, you know? Like, the one before, yeah. they would, like, surprise us with, like, a overnight like 12 hour drive or some shit like that so <laughs> so there's definitely like it was still gnarly but it was definitely more comfortable when you're not skating you know what i mean yeah 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 what was the question though you wanted a good a memorable story shit maybe one day when we met up with richie jackson Uh-oh. we had him as like <laughs> we had him as a, it was a weird day man we we had him as a like a guest day appearance and it was richie jackson and and louis had like this weird like funk with richie like i don't know louis like called him out one time and he was like is he gonna try and fight me is he gonna try and fight me or something because i called him out in the past <laughs> and i was like everyone was kind of like i doubt it louis i don't know i don't know and then and louis was like i'm just i'm, I'm gonna do something like so random that he'll have nothing to like no way to like respond you're like okay he's like I'm going to make out with them. And I was like, what, what? <laughs> the fuck? And he went and bought like this weird, like mouth gauze thing. And like, as soon as we opened the van, he like jumped out and gave him a hug and like tried to kiss him on the mouth. And I was just like, dude, this is what the, the, the weirdest fucking day ever. And then, and, and then like all the cameras were out and everything. And then after that, we were like trying to do all these fucked up Richie Jackson maneuver challenges and like yeah that was that that was a pretty fucking weird moment there man that's an interesting defense mechanism man but what (laughs) what did richie do man did he kiss him no his plan worked he was like way off guard like he was just like kind of shook his head and backed up and everything (laughs) it was really weird man it was was a random one interesting what the hell i ain't trying to meet louis after that shit (laughs) Yeah, watch out, man. I think you're good. As long as you don't want to beat him up, he's not going to run down and tackle you and try to kiss you. Uh, so what's the story behind your blood clot and just how serious of an injury was that? Oh, man, that that was terrible. 
That was terrible timing, too. I was traveling when I was filming for my introduction on basically my welcome video to enjoy. And I went out and stayed with Ryan Lay in New York for about two weeks. And then we went down to Valencia, Spain yeah. afterwards. But during that time, um, we were skating hard, obviously, and, you know, falling all over the place. And But um, my arms started to swell up all crazy and my fingers were going numb. And I thought I was just sleeping wrong or something. And then uh, by the time I got to Spain, I was just drained with energy and just my arm got bigger and I was so uneducated about that type of stuff. I didn't know what it was and, and, and my fingers kept going numb and whatever. And, uh, basically as soon as I got back home, I went to the emergency room right there and, uh, they sent me in there and they, they did all kinds of, all kinds of testing. I had like an ultrasound, x-rays, um, MRI, Mm -hmm. all that. And then they found a, a big, uh, uh, a real big blood clot in my subclavian vein that veins right under your um collarbone and basically uh yeah it was there for a while so i don't know if it happened on that skate trip or what but as soon as i left that day that night i mean i got off the plane and went directly there i left they told me like oh yeah you you're never gonna skate again like professionally because you're on blood thinners now and basically, the blood thinners, what they do is prevent your body from, you know, your blood clotting. Mm-hmm. But but from that, it's if you cut yourself or you get injured, you bleed out a lot. And say you, like, roll an ankle or something, it's going to be twice or maybe even three times as worse of an injury because so much blood is flowing. Yeah. So it was a pretty, pretty serious, um, pretty serious, like, uh, issue. It's... I don't I don't know if it was from skating or what. I mean I I got to see some really I got really lucky because this guy from Stanford, he was a blood specialist. He like found a lot of interest in me and gave me extra attention cuz I was so young and it was such a rare case and everything. Mm-hmm. And I got all this fucking awesome healthcare and everything, but we still don't know exactly where it's from. We have some ideas, but it's kind of impossible to to mark down exactly what it was are you still on blood thinners now no thank god i probably wouldn't be skating if uh if i had to be on blood thinners right i got super depressed because i mean they really thought like i would be on it rest of my life so that's gnarly dude yeah the only reason i i'm a little bit familiar with that is because chris bosh in the nba his career ended early because of the same thing and like he tried to fight the league multiple times to like play again and the league is like no because if you cut yourself like you could die because the the blood you just won't stop mm-hmm. bleeding which is such a scary thought so i'm glad you're off those things yeah man it was horrible i'd wake up and basically start the morning off with uh shooting the injection in my stomach mm-hmm. and then that's like how i would start my day and it was so depressing and then uh i would end my day with the same thing like shooting an injection in my stomach and it was, it was like a really dark time it was like right when i finally got to enjoy after that dusty ass four years of flow and this whole fucking shitty thing with <laughs> and all that filming for the video and then it was just like nope but it worked out. I ended up uh, having a really good relationship with that 
uh, blood specialist and and he kind of after all the testing and everything like that he kind of found out it wasn't like genetics it wasn't my health it was most likely like just a I think it's like 20% of blood clots are unknown cause so hmm. it, basically wow. you could you could say it's a fluke yeah um I think no I don't think I know the number one cause we thought it was was something called effort thrombosis. It's basically the a repetitive movement in the same motion, and it's like baseball players get it, pitchers oh, get it it's from throwing over and over. And they, yeah, because there's so much force and it's the same exact movement, right? And I was like, maybe that could be something with it, like like doing an ollie. Yeah. Like maybe I was trying to ollie up something like high because when i do it's the same mo like movement and i throw my arm up in like the same direction right. and that was like the only yeah. thing i could think of and he was like yeah like that could be you know but wow but i swear i've seen you in a clip like giving yourself that shot so were you skating while you were on blood thinners at one point so a, a little bit yeah wow. a little bit nothing crazy i mean i shouldn't have skated period mm-hmm. but i was so hyped and after i talked to the specialist i felt more comfortable yeah but no i wasn't really trying anything like i felt super uncomfortable out of mm-hmm. and, or anything like that like i i honestly would never recommend anyone skating on those i just i just finally saw that like small opportunity to like produce this video and yeah and do what i've always wanted so i flipped the coin there mm. but yeah scary man glad that uh that's in the past yeah yeah thank god man because also there's like a two-year period after it's usually if you are going to get a blood clot it's most likely to happen in that two-year period and it's never it didn't that's like it's been years since so hopefully i'm good nice yeah so having those contractor skills must come in handy for fixing up spots what's the most work you've done to make a spot skatable say one spectrum is like pat burke who's like a landscaper and he'll like clean up some leaves or something and on the other side you got steve barra who will like build the whole spot where do you where do you on on this scale um i don't know like if bear is a 10 pat burke is i don't know like a one maybe like a seven or something but the difference is i I, I leave it there and I don't really try to make it fake. I just kind of <laughs> try to make almost skatable spots skatable. Okay. And like, so if a rail is too close to a wall, I bring it out and rebolt it and leave Damn. it there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's always that, there's always those type of spots like that. The most, you guys probably seen this spot, a couple of people have skated it. There was there's this reservoir next to Santa Cruz. It's like an overflow of the reservoir, mm-hmm. and at top of it, we would it's like a wall ride spot. But when you wall ride it, you it's downhill, and you just want to keep going, and you like you want to hit something else. So I straight up built a straight up quarter pipe, like solo, so you could do the wall ride, go and go up the cement quarter pipe, and go that off the end of the wall. I skated it. I don't know if you guys in uh, my Transworld duets part. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like a front feeble on it on a line, but okay. 
Yeah, that was just, that was probably the most work I've done just because I went there solo and like, I didn't want to get anyone else in trouble if they're going to come help me. That's why I was solo. Because <laughs> yeah. it's technically like state or federal like property, but I built built the whole form, like concrete form out of wood, like hauled it down there with all the cement and everything. And I had all like my mixers and I mixed it all up. And then the next Damn. day it came and like, pretty much put like a scratch coat of cement on all of it and then let it cured and like lacquered up like the ledge so you could grind it if you wanted to and stuff like that that's the real I mean, major you know. key on the sesh bro yeah yeah man i yeah that's steve i don't really back the steve barrett bro because it's like he tries to hide it as fake you know what i mean yeah. like like he puts a brick veneer on the box or something and then it's not (laughs) like it's not there when you go there or something like yeah that's sick though adding a quarter pipe to a spot that's fucking boss yeah because every time we would go there we would always hit the wall right and just want to keep going like everyone would always say it like how sick would it be if there's a quarter pipe right there you know Mm -hmm. yeah so just kind of shit like that zach can you tell us about the fucked up time a cop mentioned your restraining order and exposed your true evil side to all the homies oh that was bullshit dude that was that was a fucking cop fucking with us man yeah we were fucking around at this new plaza and you know just like classic dickhead cop like yeah get over here you know get over here sit on the curb what are you guys doing this is all brand new park and everything and we're all sitting down we're all like kind of like okay this dude's gonna kick us out and let us go and he checks our IDs and everything, and everyone's good. And then he comes to me, he's like, I forgot what he said exactly. Like, Mr. Wallen, you got a restraining order, do you? And I was like, what? <laughs> and, like, chuckled a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny, you know. And he's like, no, it looks like right here you got a restraining order. And I'm like, oh, I chuckle again. I'm like, nah, man, that's that can't be possible. He says, no, it's 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 right here. And I was like, he was like, all my buddies were laughing and shit. And they're like, what the fuck? Zach's a creeper or some shit. <laughs> like, what does he do on his own time? Oh, shit. And then I was like, everyone was laughing. Even the cops were laughing and stuff. And then I was like, still confused. Like, is this guy like fucking with me? Is this a joke or whatever? And everything gets cleared. And like, you know, we're all like packing up and like, kind of like the joke's still going on. And I skate up to the cop. I'm like, hey, man, are you like, are you serious? Because if that's true, like, so there's some sort of confusion. Like, I got to like go down to the courthouse or something and figure this out. He's like, no, it says right here. So like no. the next the next day, I take a day off work and everything, and my boss is like, I don't know. He kind of gave me a hard time about it and everything, and fucking, I go down and I'm run. It take it took me like a half a day, like going to building to building to building to building to figure out who handles these fucking restrictions or whatever it is. And I finally get there, and she's like, No, you're clear. There's there's nothing. <laughs> wow. And I was like, Mother fucker dude like he wow. starts his fuck up rumor and i took time off work taking money out of my pocket and it's just like it was, i don't know it's fucked fuck up dude, dude. That's some yeah dog wow i thought he would have admitted it at the end when he went up to him yeah like driving away or something well that's why i kind of went up to him you know like kind of like man on man like hey man like you were you fucking around or is this some shit i gotta handle dude like because i did break up with a girlfriend and it was like months before that and she 
wasn't too happy about it, but I was like, I was like, <laughs> it got you thinking, eh? Yeah, I was. That's why I was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I was like, fuck, man, is like, did she like, was she really that unhappy that like broke up? <laughs> like she got a restraining order, but you yeah. should have called her or something. Fuck, I can't. That was a yeah, long right. time ago. His restraining order. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> that was oh. fucked, dude. That was fucked. That's nothing to fuck around with, dude. Yeah, someone got some restraining order. That's some some serious shit went down. Some Or someone's crazy on the other end. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about the epic Beach House concert you went to in New York? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was epic. It was real epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, basically... Um, mm. It was, we did an enjoy trip out in New York and we had, we took like a day to chill and we were like trying to figure out what we were going to do and hang out. I think it was raining and stuff. And, uh, me, Ben Ramers, our homie, uh, Carson Lee, who was the filmer at the time, we we're like, oh, let's go to this Beach House concert, man. It'd be sick. It, uh, they ordered tickets. I forgot exactly how it went down. It's like they ordered, t- they had tickets already. And they were trying to get me to go like you could get a ticket like when you're there it'd be perfect so we go on like a whole mission we're walking there we're all hyped it's all cool and then like uh someone's like hey tickets for sale tickets for sale they were like oh here's your chance right here buy the ticket buy the ticket and i and i you know bought the ticket from and i thought it was all cool and everything then we're going in we're all pumped up we're like hell yeah take a day off from skating skating all hard this is gonna be sick and we get up to the front and they get in they both walk in and then she's like wait stop uh your ticket's fake you, like you can't oh. come in here and i was like what are you serious and she's like yeah i was like but someone sold it she's like it doesn't matter like you you can't come in here oh. like you know just straight up like fucking you're done son <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then i just like looked at ben fucking loves beach house like i could there's no way i could be i was like uh all right boys i'll see you guys in like i'll see you guys inside i'll try and get in there i'll meet you in there i'll try to go to the like the the main booth or something get a ticket and it just straight up did not happen and (laughs) it just sucked because i i just heard about that concert for like days after how cool it was and (laughs) fucking hell cold man yeah Oh man, they were like, "Yeah, it was raining and the song was playing and it was so sick." It was, it was just, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was raining and I was walking home. It was <laughs> nothing too crazy. Just got fucking bought a bad ticket. Can you tell us about the time that Jimmy Carlin got slapped by Tilt Mode Legend G Juan? Yeah, I can tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was... Fuck, Jimmy fucked up there real hard, man. <laughs> G1 was um, our roommate at the time. Me, Louie, and G1, we lived together. And it was like kind of a skate house. It was pretty mellowed out by the time. And Jimmy was coming... He was in town filming and stuff and hanging out with the Enjoy guys. And at the time, he was drinking a lot. He went out to the bar. And fuck, when Jimmy drinks, he's like next level just running around everywhere fucking doing all those antics it uh he found some victim dude some some chick that i guess i didn't see her but i guess she was pretty gnarly or whatever brought her back when like me and louie were passed out um g1 was gone he just went in that room and 
and uh basically you know he got laid in there or something and and they crashed out there <laughs> they bounced early in the morning and then uh i wake up and uh I'm making breakfast and uh, G1 comes in and he's like, who's in my fucking room? I was like, fuck, I don't know. And I was like, I have no idea. No one like no one would go in there. And then he goes on the search and I think he finds out from Louie or something. Jimmy told Louie and then he was just fucking pissed. And then he took off for the day. It was like the weekend to like get his shit together or something. He just didn't want to go and like beat the shit out of like the new Enjoy Rider or something. <laughs> but dude, Jimmy was like shaking in his boots the whole time, dude. He was just like, dude, what's G One gonna do to me? Is he gonna fuck me up? Am I gonna get kicked off? Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, I don't know. You, I was pretty fucked up. It's like, besides like, it's besides Enjoy shit. You should probably go apologize and you know fucking clean the yeah. sheets or something <laughs> yeah. and i was out skating and i came home and uh and then jimmy comes home and then jerry comes home and i hear him talking on the side yard and i'm in the kitchen cooking again and all i hear is like i was like <laughs> oh shit and he just and he just like bitch slapped jimmy oh. I guess he's like he wanted he wanted to punch him like my friend Jerry he's a good guy but he's like pretty gnarly dude you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he, like he's you know he's been in fights and all that type of shit he did he thought Jimmy was like he was too vulnerable for a punch and he was so mad that he just had to do like the slap and then like walk away or something and then oh you pitied then, him yeah it sucked man and then um Jimmy, I think, bought him a couple gifts to try to win his friendship back and stuff like that. But fucking Did it work? God. I don't think it worked. No. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's still not a fan of Jimmy. Damn. 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 Tell us about the Joe Dirt of pain in the coattails video. You know what a Joe Dirt is? <laughs> no, I don't, I'm confused on this one. It's a big, dirty board slide. That's what we call board slides. Up oh, okay. Too. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know that that rails right down the street from my house um, here in San Jose. And I've had my eye on that thing for days. And fuck, man, been running out of spot ideas in San Jose skating here for so long. So I just went there one day solo with my dog and hopped on a couple of board sides to feel it out. See if I could like, like actually if see if it was possible to hang on the whole time. And I still wasn't sure, but I knew I could get on a board side and stuff. And I went there a couple times with my uh, buddy Kevin Calderwin, the guy who was filmed for filmed the video. <clears throat> I think it took me two times to two missions to get it. And um, yeah, fuck, I just lucked out on a couple. It was just super hard because that rail is so like thin. I, f- I feel like. Yeah, it would just like go mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth. It was just hard to keep it in the center. That's definitely the longest board slide mm-hmm. I've I've ever done. That shit was buck, yeah. Felt good too. It's like hard when you could, like when you're doing a trick, you got enough time to think about shit a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, say you're sliding for like yeah. while you're in the grinder slide. Yeah, I'm not used to that that like, <laughs> that happening that much, dude. <laughs> you're like, it's like you got it, you got it, you got it. You don't, you don't. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah, but I was pre- I was pretty pumped on that on that board side. Uh, she was gnarly. What's the story behind the fake yolly you did uh, in your oververt intro? 
Oh, fuck yeah, that's down. That's down in Redlands, California. Uh, it's it's in my homie's homie's hometown, and uh, yeah, it was. We were driving by, and he showed us the spot, and fuck, it looks dope. It's big, and uh, it's, it's been skated before, and I was just trying to think of a trick that I could get on it, which like I wouldn't really break myself off on, or, there, or that hasn't been done already. I really wanted to do a fakey ollie. I feel like it's hard to film a good, straight, fakey ollie. Like it, mm-hmm. it can't be too big or too small or anything. And then, uh, yeah, so we made, a, we made a trip back there with, my, with our homies. It, but it was fucked this time because it was super hot. It's basically in the desert. It was like a hundred plus, and that was like the only reason I went down there. So I don't even think we warmed up somewhere. I think like on flat ground, borrowed my friend's mom's scooter so my friend Peter Raffin could tow me in. Yeah, just started trying it, and the rest of my buddies weren't skating because it was too hot. So they were already like drinking beers. I don't know if you remember in the clip, though, I land and there's a random dude. It's not random. It's our (laughs) homie, Jesse, like has a beer ready, like right there. (laughs) So, (laughs) so all I was thinking was like, if I fucking just land one and roll away, like I'm good for the day and our small weekend trip. Yeah. So fuck, man, I just like mustered up the confidence and got lucky, took a couple bells, got lucky. I uh, fucking felt so good to grab that beer from my friend when I landed and I was like, all right, I'm good. I got my clip for the trip. Like, fuck, that was my only mission. But it was a sick setup because we had a scooter. We had like our, all my homies were hyped up on, you know, they were they were feeling the session and I finally got the fake Yali I wanted. Yeah. yeah, that beer must have tasted extra nice. That's sick. So take us behind the scenes on the mega kickflip over the street gap that was your uh, trans roll cover the first time i saw that gap i was meeting up with a photographer named dave Kami. he shot for trans roll at the time and that's where we would park before we pick him up and i remember stepping out of the car and i was like fuck this is a like a, a good street gap it's just really big and i would joke around with my friend carson like oh shit man let's fit, let's get an ollie real quick when we were picking him up and then uh I was just running out of ideas one day and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, let's try to ollie it. And it worked out like surprisingly it worked out pretty quick. And then, uh, and then it turned, uh, it was in a intro part and enjoy and stuff like that. And then when we were filming for oververt, I like needed a really good kickflip or I wanted one. And I was like, all right, I think I could kickflip that thing. And then just like, I thought I could. I didn't really know if I really could do it. I mean, I know I could get close, but I ended up just that whole deadline after the Wallenberg when I was supposed to be the deadline and I was so pumped. It got pushed back like three months or something. (laughs) So I was like trying to like figure out like stuff I could do that would make the part better for me. And that was like one thing I think could have, could have upped the, the Nolly 180 at Wallenberg for me personally. So I was just driven to do that. And then at that time, um, the photographer got like a hint that they need a, they need a cover for the am issue. So he kind of like hinted to me that like, Hey, if you land that, the probability of it being a cover is like, it's, you got a really good chance. So I just yeah. became, I just became obsessed after that. Like I went back 
I think seven times and like, and it was in a short period. It's downhill. So I know like when you're running downhill, you get sore super quick. So fuck that. If I didn't get it that day, I would drive straight home, like take an ice bath, take a day to chill and then go back the next day and try to get it before the deadline or whatever. And then one day I just fucking got the balls to put it down. And the first one I put down, I, I rode away. And I was I was in shock. I've never felt that feeling uh, landing a skate trick in in my life since. Like it was, it, it was fucking crazy. I remember walking up the hill. Like I felt like I felt high for like four days straight, like a week. Like I was so stoked. Like I couldn't even explain it to someone. Like what that feeling was. Like I know that shit sounds cheesy, but like, but for me personally, pushing more like myself that far was like, I was like, all right, this is like, that was like almost a little too much. <laughs> now that makes sense, man. And the photographer putting the extra little bit of motivation in your head too, like, yeah, the probability of this being a cover is quite high. Mm-hmm. It's just going to make you want to yeah. do that extra little bit. Yeah. So it was kind of like, Oh fuck. I like, I did something that I was super stoked on. Probably got a cover and like, this will probably be, you know, wrap up the, my video part, my first company video part. So I, at that, at that mm-hmm. point, I was just super stoked. It was funny yeah, too, so because cool. everyone on that, sh- everyone on that street was like knew us by then. Like the UPS guy would come up every day and see <laughs> us. And he's like, you're back at it again. huh? You got it this time. I'm like, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Like the mailman too, <laughs> like people hanging out of their balconies. Like, Oh, it was it was hilarious, man. <laughs> Can you take us behind the scenes on your switch pole jam, switch big heel out? Yeah. I never seen yeah. that one. Yeah, I just went. I did a switch pole jam three sixty there, and and it would work pretty good. But I wanted to like flick my board off it, and I would just. The first attempts were a little crazy, but after a while of just dorking around on it, <laughs> it started to work. It didn't come easy. I had to go back a couple of times and and. uh like ah uh, if it, yeah it, it was weird because the more hyped i got to do it the more the more the trick would go fucking crazy so i had to kind of like keep myself calm and and just let it happen yeah. and then uh i just got lucky on one and that day was sick haslam was there too oh, he was doing some i forgot I forgot what he was trying yo he had a little cheese and crackers random <laughs> But I remember him helping me out a little bit, like like slow down a little bit, like wait a little bit till you flick it and everything. And fuck, if someone could do it, he could do it. You sure. know, yeah, yeah. But good guy to have there. Oh yeah. So what's next for Zach Wallen, man? Right now, I'm uh, working on a small Dickies part that I might be. It might turn into Ronnie Sandoval having a part as well, and then the team having a montage. Oh, yeah. So okay, I guess okay. that. Fire. So Dickie's project right now. A Dickie's gang, Let's get it, man. Dickie's. What's up? <laughs> That's how we doing it these days. Did you guys get some gear? Hell, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We Dickie's family these days, man. Boxes. Yo, say, what's your, what's your pant, yo? My pant? I don't know. The ones I wear them every day. You tell me what they're called, man. You ordered them for me. She The 874 is what safe is rocking with, dog. He sleeps in them, bro. Did you get the flex ones or the original ones? 
I'm so bad with like product <laughs> shit. I love getting it, but I don't know like what these yeah. shits are called or anything. I just what? throw that shit on. Yeah, yeah this guy we're we're asking for a, a box of boards from the homie who blesses us, and he asked me what size boards he rides the other day. <laughs> like, what is going on here? You guys been skating for thirty years, hey, twenty man. Goddamn, Okay, now. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. Shout out Dickies. How old are you guys? 32. I'm 33. Okay. How old are you? All right. Old fart. Oh, no, I'm 32. Oh, hell yeah. Respect. 88? Ha, we out here. <laughs> 88. Yo, yo, it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And as always, we brought to you by Dickies. We talking the loose fit double knee work pants. Basically the most stylish in the game. Sits at your waist, roomy in seat and thigh. We going straight leg, easy care stain release, reinforced double knee for super durability. Of course, we talking the permanent crease. It don't get much swaggier. You know what to do. Get you some Dickies ASAP. You dig what I'm saying? Let's get it on. All right, Zach, you ready for that rapid fire, cuz? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. You don't strike me as the shit-talking type, but hey, if you got something to get off your chest, <laughs> now's the oh, time. Oh, shit. Favorite skater? Favorite skater? John Cardio. Favorite video? Uh, in Bloom. Favorite video part? Uh, Carol Foster, The Reason. Favorite style? Mark Johnson. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably John Cardiel. Not saying I skate like him or anything, but definitely when I do yeah. like a front 5-0 on transition, I, I want to be John Cardiel. Hell yeah. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Man, Louis Lopez has been on another level lately. Real shit. I'll just say Louis Lopez right now. Favorite trick? Switch 360. Random. Hardest trick for you? Switch back tail. Ooh, you and me or both. Front nose. <laughs> Most illegal trick. Fuck, I don't. I haven't been seeing them too much lately. But body body burial. Mm. That one came and yeah. went real quick, huh? I'm glad it did too. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Probably that kickflip on the street gap. Hell yeah! Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I think it was Jackson Pills on King of the Road, the one on TV. He does a feeble grind in the middle of the night on this. No joke, it's like a 25 stair handrail, and it's like a it's like a long mellow rail. And I remember he like and 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 it has a kink on it. I remember him grinding, and like there was a point of like no return. Like you gotta stay committed or you're fucking done. He hits the kink like travels like gets a little bit of air, lands and gets speed wobble, and I was just like in shock. I was like, holy fuck. Wow. Like I, th- I think he was in shock too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was fucked, dude. Just the, the, just the whole situation. We had to like pop a bike lock off the handrail. The creature dudes put on it and everything, and it was, just, it was late at night, and yeah, it was. Yeah, bro. I don't know. It was weird. What's the one trick that got away? Uh, probably a switch three sixty heel flip down um this four block out in San Jose. Damn, That's crazy, man. You should finish that. I'd love to. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? 
Uh, yeah, it was probably Ben Ramers. Oh, it was a, uh, it was a pretty sick one. <laughs> ben wanted to skate like this Corey Duffel spot out in Walnut Creek, and you know that's what they call like Duffel Land or whatever where uh, Corey's yeah. from. Uh, and we live in San Jose, so we're about forty minutes away. And uh, then it was at the time we were all, like hanging out like every night together, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we were at this club the night before called the Blank Club. It was like a gothic '80s club or something. Yeah, like whatever. Like we were partying, and we made he made those plans, and I'm like, yeah, I'll roll with you. I roll with you, and then uh, I remember rolling up. And I was like, fuck, I'm pretty hungover. I mean, Ben's a champion, dude. And then we we get to the spot, and I see it, and I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Like it was like this beefy ass out rail <laughs> off like a double set, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And Ben was a uh, he was like super motivated, and, and he was a uh, <laughs> like he was trying to amp himself up, like he wanted to do it, but I could tell like he was hungover too. And I was I was hanging out with the the filmer down at the bottom, and my friend Austin and Dan Z, the photographer, and I think Duffel was there. But where Ben was rolling from, you couldn't see him. So for about 10 minutes, he kept rolling up. Like, I thought he was about to hit it. And then he just comes back and he's like, mate, mate, my shoe. My shoe is all blown out. I don't know what happened to it, mate. Like, it's just like tore apart, just ripped apart, mate. I'm pretty positive. Like, he just, like, was thinking of a way to get out and just, like, ripped it with his hand or something. Like, it was like, it was all tore right there. And just, like, in his accent and, like, the way Ben was, like, his humor and everything. And it was just like, oh, shit, Ben. <laughs> but I think that was the wow. biggest bunt I witnessed. It was a, it was a funny a one. one. We were all laughing. Shout we're like to a, a legend. Rest in peace. What's the last new trick you learned? Front side, tail side, he'll flip out. Nice. To forward. That trick looks cool. Done right, for sure. Yeah. What's your dream job after skating? Uh, probably just to get my construction business Hell off yeah. the ground. Already got the seeds planted. Oh yeah. Favorite local brand? Skatework, skate shop. Favorite local skater? Miguel Valley. Just an amazing skateboarder out here. He's the one that filmed Mark Suchu's cross continental part, but he's like the most fucked up skateboarder. Oh, yeah. I'll see him do like switch flip back those blunts at the skate park and stuff. It's insane. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll go film with him sometimes, and I'm just like, dude, this this dude could probably just do what I'm trying like pretty damn easily right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good feeling. <laughs> like, yeah. So he's like next level. He got good style and pop and all that, all of that good stuff. That's sick. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I didn't really ride for him, but Jart, I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you regret just the thought, eh? Savage. I regret just the thought, man. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Carl Foster. Sick. Worst teammate ever? Fucking Abby Taylor. Oh. He, uh, dude, he was on Maddox for like a, like a split second towards the end and he came on one trip and he was cool and he, he ripped and everything but he took a fucking shit in the hotel room like not in the bathroom in the hotel room when i was when i was rooming with them what dude. oh god it was so fucked. yeah it was so fucked man like yeah 
yeah, I mean, I can go into the story. We could leave it at that. So, That's just silly, man. Nothing against that dude, but as a team writer, like, as a roomie, I don't, I don't want, you know, someone shitting in the hotel room. It was so fucking weird, man. I was like, why didn't you just knock on the door in the bathroom and tell me you had to take a shit? Like, he was just like, I didn't want to bug you, man. And there was like a towel. What? Like, on the floor. Oh Hold on, let me just back up a little bit. I got to explain this right. We went to Tampa for a Maddox, a Maddox event. It was like a Halloween event. And it was me, Mike Anderson, and Avi Taylor was like the new guy or the new introduction, like he's supposed to get on. Basically, I'm rooming with Avi. We skate all day. We go back to, you know, like fucking shower or whatever before dinner. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take a bath. Like, do you mind? Like, I'm like, no, I'm chilling. I got to do some stuff on, like, my phone or something. I forgot what I was doing. I was like, take long as you want. He's in the bathtub, and he's like, he reads comics, so it's like a ritual he does. And he's, like, talking to me the whole time. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. But he spent, like, an hour in there. So, okay, all good. So I thought he was done. So I go in the bathroom. I, like, fucking take a shit, shave, shower, take my sweet time, right? Like, I'm like, this dude was in here for days. I come out, I don't know, maybe half hour, and I just smell... Like I smell shit in the air, like straight up shit, like, like you, you know what I mean? Like it's not a fart, it's like a turd. I'm like, I'm like, Abby, what, like what the fuck is going on? It smells like shit in here, and he's just like, oh yeah, I just, I just shit in that in that trash can right there, and I was like, what? Why would you sh- shit in the trash can? He's like, well, you were in the bathroom. I didn't want to bug you. I'm like. Dude, just knock on the door or something. I was like, what did you do? Like, literally just shit right there? Yeah, and he just shit right there, and it was still in the bedroom. And I was like, dude, take that shit outside at least. (laughs) And then then he brought it out there. (laughs) Take the shit outside, actually, though. Yeah, like, literally. Did you sleep in the room that night? Yeah, it didn't smell anymore. He was clean about it as possible as he could. He had, like, towels laid out and shit. But it was still, why don't you just fucking knock on the door, dude? There's no reason for that. Yeah. (laughs) No. I haven't heard his name in a while, but, yo, he was dumb talented, that's for sure. Yeah, no, he was a fucked up good skateboarder. But, yeah, yeah. don't shit in the hotel room on your first trip. (laughs) Or any trip. God damn. Worst company. <laughs> uh, Rockstar energy drink. I have to go with them. That shit. Yeah. That shit makes Red Bull look good. <laughs> I just can't get down with the fucking star. You yeah. know what I mean? The Rockstar, like, star and stuff. It's like... Worst trend. I'm not feeling, like, the the one button on the button-up shirt. It's not, like, horrible, but i I just not feeling that. Like, I feel it's you. like you forgot to button the rest of them up or <laughs> fucking... Nah, like, ain't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Worst style. Fuck, man, I couldn't really think of one, but shit. Mickey Papa? Oh! oh my guy. My guy. hell. Let's go, Zach. <laughs> That's safe is as it? fucking that's dude, Jimmy. Bag. <laughs> dude, uh Jimmy Carlin on Enjoy Trips, when he would go fucking Jimmy's a character obviously, but when he would go take a shit, he would call it a Mickey Papa. <laughs> so it like threw me like way, way, way off like Mickey Papa oh then. Like I didn't God. really notice the guy before. <laughs> 
But after Jimmy was like, yeah, we would just be at dinner and be like, I got to take a Mickey Papa and go and like to the bathroom. We're like, what the fuck is he talking about, man? Oh, shit. Yeah, Holy but, shit. That's so no, harsh. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah. So he kind of ruined, he ruined Mickey Papa for me. <laughs> that's an Aubie Taylor dropping those. Little fucking oh, yeah. Last person you want on the sesh. Mm. Fuck, Daryl Angel. Oh. oh, yeah, just you know that one's real too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> no hezzy. Homeboy can save it, dude. No hezzy. Yeah. You don't need no explanation necessary for that one, dog. I mean, you can explain it if you want, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just I, I get along with. I'm pretty easy to get along with, but dude, that dude's done too many things to too many of my friends, and I've heard too many bad stories like the guy was my friend in the past and i don't know it's different when you got problems and you get help for them but if you don't and you just keep yeah i don't know making bad decisions over and over you gotta you know you gotta cut it off soon that's real shit bro and you seem like the type of dude that's that is very easy to get along with hard to hard to piss you off if you can piss off zach wallen you're blowing it man (laughs) you dig hobby Absolutely, Aubie. Yeah, exactly. Aubie. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't too pissed at Aubie, but I mean, <laughs> I was bummed. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up our interview with Zach. Man, stand up guy. It's a pleasure having you inside Studio E, man. Thanks a lot. Hell yeah! Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Hell yeah! Thanks for coming on, and also just wanted to give a special shout out to your homie Austin Gardner who, I mean, I, I hit up a few of your boys, but um, I was just so hyped when I texted him for questions and, and he texted me back, holy shit, Seifa, I feel like I've known you for years. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> that shit that's made my fire. day. Shouts, Austin. <laughs> Dude, that's so sick. I actually wanted to... I'm so psyched you did that because I actually wanted to give a shout out, but I didn't know we were going to end it right now. That dude introduced me to you guys, to like the podcast. Oh, he got sick. me hooked on you guys. He That guy's a huge fan. That's yeah, what's up. He's a huge Fun fan. gang, Austin. Yeah. He, he seems like an Hell awesome yeah. dude, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, fuck, me and Dono haven't been to California together, but uh, we got a, definitely a huge list of homies we got to kick it with, and uh, you and Austin are now on the list. We just got to throw a party down there or something at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, come kick it, dude. Throw an event or some shit. A little fucking bunt yeah. contest yeah. or some shit. Keep your eyes bunt, bunt tour. <laughs> bunt tour. It's just dude. me and Donald getting that's, drunk in different good. cities, meeting like people that we've interviewed. <laughs> 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 like claiming mad tricks and then going to spots the next day like, like oh, my shoe's blown up. <laughs> <laughs> This is The Post Office, brought to you by the one and only Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, they got you covered, man. Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Jacob Hum. What up, Bunt? This is Jacob Hum, reporting from the beautiful hills of Cincinnati, Ohio. 
big fan of the show and wanted to ask which of y'all tend to win when you play skate can you name some tricks the other guy does that piss you off or get you a letter every time games of skate are a big point of friendly shit talking in cincy and would love to hear if y'all treat it the same also get another dual episode going like tyler warren and ben blundell let's get dutchy and dana in the studio together or will marshall and mystics much love and big shout out to the bunt and the homies in cincy and shout out wonka ledges we love you definitely have to get some more dual episodes popping uh we got some shit in the works but one with mystics you know that could fly man that could fly yeah mystics and and will would be glorious for sure um dutchy and dana i know dutchy's down with we need to work on dana man he keeps keeps saying no doc yeah forbidden 14 this guy's forbidden on the mic man um as far as games of skate go i don't even know if we do play very much anymore we used to when we were kids i can't remember the last time we played i'll oh, probably one time last summer or something save is too good at skate he just does all the tricks man there's like not many that he doesn't do so it's not very fun that's not true anymore if there's a trick that i definitely like know i can get him on is back big spin <laughs> You don't do bad things, so I can at least get one letter usually. Yeah, I I can't I can't front on that. Usually I love to try and shut Dono up when he tries to doubt me, like with those hard flips <laughs> last season or whatever that was. But back bigs, that's a primo for sure. Or I land ninety, like leaning the wrong way and slam. Or I have to spin it on the ground, and those don't count, obviously. One that I get Dono on, switch tray, obviously, you know, he, he could do them, but he usually can't come through in the, the pressure of a game of skate. He needs like at least 10 tries. So. Hell no. I need a fucking indoor skate park ground. Yeah. That's where I, I excel. That's easy money. <laughs> so unfortunately, there's no friendly shit talk between me and the ghost because he just owns me, man. So there's nothing to talk shit about. I just avoid the subject and... He does me the favor of not bringing it up all the time. <laughs> but, yo, uh, yeah, games of skate are the same here. I love how he said, like, games of skate are a big point of friendly shit talking in Cincy. I'm pretty sure that's the same around the world. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not it's not a Cincy unique thing, but shout out to you, and uh, good, I hope Joe Burrow gets better. <laughs> oh, man. All right, next up, we got an email from Philip Richter. Hey, Bunk Gang. During Marissa Del Santo's email, it was mentioned that Sheldon Meloshinsky was forgotten by Zero. My question is, wouldn't the responsibility be on Sheldon for staying relevant in the Zero camp? End of the day, Sheldon still has the makings of a varsity athlete. Peace. Well, we don't know what happened. We weren't there. Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember hearing he had some knee surgeries or something back in the day so who knows but one thing i do know is we'd love to have him on the pod and uh thanks for the reminder we'll try and get a hold of him again and maybe we can hear from him all right thanks for the email next up we got an email from cody b what up bunt gang shout out to you guys for being the best pod in the game it's everything i could want in a pod being an absolute skate nerd and filmer for my brand as well as being a diehard nba fan okay okay we're also around the same age, so every nostalgic moment you guys speak on brings me back, brings me right back to my childhood. 
Reason for emailing is I've heard in the post office over the years multiple emails from Ohio skaters from all across the state. Crazy thing is, I actually know every one of them. Shout out Justin616, Christian Morgan, and Michael Cohill, all rippers. My question is, do you guys ever have this happen in Canada? Toronto, where you pretty much know everyone. It's an aspect I love about Ohio skate scene. Keep up the amazing work and shout out D Jones being a dad as I'm expecting my first son in April, May. Oh, hell yeah, Cody. Woo! Cody, big thing. Yeah, we fucking know everyone. I mean, pretty tight skate scene. You grow up in it. We've been around the same people for a long, long time and we're fucking happy to know everyone too. And shout out to you, becoming a dad in April or May. Lock in, brother. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yo, the only thing about feeling like we know pretty much most of the people in the scene is every spring, you know, when you go to the skate park or like specifically Ashbridge's and you see like mm-hmm. 400 kids, then I'm like, I don't know anyone who skates, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. And the best part about the spring is... You see the people who only skate in the spring. You know those people who are like, winter's been tough on them and they're a skater at heart. So spring comes and they're getting back into it for the year. And then by June, you don't see them anymore. <laughs> AKA Joe Yates. Good to see you once. <laughs> we'll see if we see you again. Yeah, we will. We will. We need them back lips and back tails, man. Mm. All right. Next up, we have an email from Janky Lorimer. Yo, what up, bump boys? Big fan over here. Just watched some footage of y'all on YouTube. Shit was great, but it's been five to seven years since they were posted. Anything new in the works for y'all? Y'all got full parts for this bunt video. I gotta say, safe as ledge and trick selection on IG is top tier. Hoping to see that get taken to the streets with a real camera. Thank you for giving us such awesome content. Always a blast listening to new and old episodes. Peace, janky. Oh, janky, man. <laughs> we definitely don't have full parts right now, but the plan is to hopefully have some full parts. Hopefully, we'll get like a little a little something out this summer, man. Give them a taste, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe some sort of teaser by the end of summer <laughs> and then full video in another five years. But uh, we can't take five years, man. We got we got to hunker down here. Or bunker down, or whatever the hell the saying is. We gotta get going on this. Obviously, we're not taking five years, but my legs are out of gas already, man. We also can't create a video out of thin air and, and talk, which we've been trying to do for the last couple of years. <laughs> if it if we keep talking about it, you know, the parts will just happen. Now we're trying to get in these streets. You know, we got that spring motivation right now, and uh, hopefully this summer is more productive than the last one. I'm sure it will be. I got high hopes. And uh, thanks for the compliment, bruv. Janky, you a real one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he's a real one. <laughs> Wait, what What was the term he used? Fucking top tier. <laughs> Janky. <laughs> it's that Brian Wenning tree of, of education. All right, next up. We got an email from Sam P. All right, lads, longtime listener, first time caller. Got a quick question for you, which may or may not have already been asked. Basically, do you prefer to watch a skater with a limited, more predictable bag of tricks done really well? 
Example, Nick Stain or Casper Brooker. Damn, coming at Casper for that limited bag. Why? Yeah. <laughs> or somebody with endless, unpredictable trick selection, but at the expense of style. Day one comes to mind. What? <laughs> you know, oh my for me, God. For me, the answer is obvious, but just interested to hear your take on it. Also, any chance of an episode with any of the Isle guys or a Rowley episode since you got that Vans connection? Keep up the good work, boys. Well, thanks for the email. Um, I just find the names you picked for your examples insane and slightly disrespectful. I'm a big fan of Day One style, man, since since way back in the day. Second to none, man. Destroying that warehouse. Yeah. His little blonde hair curls and the big track suits. Woo! Dude, the Rodney versus Day, day One. one yo, I'm going to watch those after we're done recording. Like Some of those, like switchy old nose manny's on curbs into banks and whatever the fuck crazy shit he was doing <clears throat> girl the shit they were doing in the deck videos was not right yeah but like and been doing that shit since we were in diapers looking real good doing it too mm-hmm. um nick stain i'm sure he wouldn't even fight you on it himself like he's for sure like a less is more but like i i'm a huge fan and hope we get him on the pod one day but Casper Brooker, I, that dude's got a fat bag, doesn't he? Yeah, he'll surprise you with some shit. <clears throat> yeah, fucking uh, Sam P. He tripping a little here, but uh, oh, we didn't answer the question. I'd rather. What do you prefer? There, there's a there's a line, right? And once you cross the line, because I'll happily watch someone with not the best style kill it. But I guess I'd prefer to watch someone with amazing style do less. But there's a line, right? It's like, I still want to see you have some talent, you know? Like, I don't want to watch someone, like, push down the street over someone with shit stees, like, nose blunt, a 30. That's still going to be more entertaining to me. Uh, Than, like, a perfect backsmith over and over? Yeah, but, like, I'd rather watch Nick Stain than... Okay, you know, so basically it's like Nick Stain versus Nigel. Clive Dixon. Clive Dixon. Yeah. No, Nigel's style is fine. Like, his style is better. Like, it's just the clothes with Nigel just throw you off and kind of yeah. fist. So, anyways. Nick Stain or Clive Dixon? Nick Stain all day. Not even close. There you go. And Clive Dixon is doing shit. Nose button a 30 or whatever it was you said. So. Yeah, but with Clive Dixon, I'm still I'm still going to watch his part once just for the shock factor because um, he's... But it says, which would you prefer? Yeah, yeah, I'd prefer, for sure, the style, but I'm also not trying to, like, pretend like I'm too too cool to fucking watch that shit. Like, Clive Dixon, Nolly Nosebone, and El Toro, like, damn right I'm going to watch that. <clears throat> Did he have sleeves? <laughs> I don't remember. <clears throat> oh, man, it's easy. I'm going next day in Hundo P, dog. I'll watch Clive Dixon, same shit, but, you know... If I want something relatable, that's more my style. Maybe like no, like I'm not saying I have good style, but I'm saying I have a limited bag of tricks, so <laughs> I can relate. You know yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right, next up, we got an email from Kevin Blackmer. What's good, Bump Boys? It's finally getting nice enough to comfortably skate outside again. Fuck these Midwest winters. I know you guys can relate to the struggle of not being able to skate outside several months out of the year. But the pod can at least fill some of the skate void and keep me entertained. Anyways, I was curious about what you guys would consider the absolute 
best shoes you have ever skated can be more than one and what the absolute worst shoes you've ever skated were. Cue the gunshots. I really appreciate all the time and effort you guys are putting into the pod. Been so hooked on it and I'm always impressed by the quality of interviews and I always get some great laughs out of the rapid fire segment. Keep up all the great work. This season has been an absolute barn burner as always. Keep it real. Peace. Uh, well, it's easy for me. I've been skating these shoes for, fuck man, as long as I can remember. And I pretty much only skate the same one. It's an all white classic skate high from Vans. Don't mess around with it. I can skate it right out of the box. Fucks up my feet sometimes because it's not like the most performance skate shoe because it's just the classic, but that's the one for me, easy. And then the worst skate shoes I ever skated were, honestly, I think they were the Kenny Anderson, his first Converse shoe. Remember I was like getting some like ShopFlow Converse program for a bit and I got, we would get like one pair a month for that, I think. Yeah. And I took the Kenny Andersons and they like exploded on the first day. And then it was just done. I had to fucking buy some other shoes. The fucking Kenny Anderson shoe blew up on me. Word. That's actually insane that you say that. So, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the Vans Estilo. Remember when I was on those heavy? I remember buying three pairs Baby in a blue row. Baby gum. Yeah. I'll never forget. Bought three pairs in a row. I remember getting some clips in them, feeling like Scott Kane. Mm-hmm. And I was like in grade 11, I remember, because it was like when a drift first opened. This is my first time getting a discount on something and being so hyped. Um, and then the worst one, yo, what are the chances? Kenny Anderson again. But it was his audio shoe. Uh, oh, the one that he skated God. a bunch in, in one step beyond, I think. And it was terrible. Yeah, dude. It was like the first time a shoe really affected like my ability to do certain tricks. They didn't have enough like of a heel on them so like i would always miss my heel flips or like they would just be rocket like my regular heel flips at the time it was Mm -hmm. devastating and like i just couldn't do them until i was on to my next pair of shoes sorry kenny for the double blast but shit damn roasted kenny his shoes got way better though on cons after right oh yeah this was like his first converse like so long ago and it just i always skated a different converse i took this one for whatever it was like four months in a row it was like some plain black and white one and then the kenny anderson came in that month in green and i was like i'm going out on a limb immediately regretted my decision (laughs) all right oh well that's good email yeah all right next up we got an email from eli katz man's name is mario mccoy like Mario and Luigi, bro. Somebody had to say it. You guys rule. Much love. <laughs> Damn, yo. I felt so bad oh, when shit. I saw that. I, I think we got that like on multiple levels this week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for correcting me because I'm a fan of the dude, but a newer fan. So his name didn't exactly like get locked in my head. But Mario McCoy, real one. That kick crooks was special. Yeah, he skates with Justin Davis, I heard. (laughs) All right, next up, we got an email from Stephen Bosford. Yo, Bump Boys, Stephen here writing from the D, Detroit. First off, y'all kill it, and the pod really helps me get through my work days. My question is, do you have a favorite rapid fire, and would y'all ever do a contest for the people's choice? 
Also, I would like to hear a Philly Santo Suoso, aka Wavy Trill Baby interview. Thank you for all the good laughs I have alone while tending to my plants at work. Favorite rapid fire, man. Fuck. There's been some good ones, but just off the top of my head, it's got to be Damian Bravo, man. He uh, he was an all-time blast to chat with. And for the very last one, the last person you want on a sesh, he named two different guys in the same answer. So... <laughs> Let's get any better than that. I'm going to go with, uh, man, it's so hard to remember. They all blur into one. Honestly, I literally can't remember a single, like, rapid fire, like, one from the other right now. Um, so I'm going to go with favorite interview or one of them. I'll just go with, go go back and listen to some classics if you're a new listener. Go back and listen to the Mitch Barrett episode. Chad Dixon, Damian Bravo this season. Those are some instant classics, man. Grant Patterson. All right, next up, we got an email from Dante Memolo. Memolo, sorry. What up, Bunt Gang? Any chance of trying to get Kenny Hoyle on the People's Pod? His KO part and Expedition parts are still one of my favorites to this day. I might be biased, but I think his skating style i might be biased but i think his skating style is super underrated and buttery who would you guys choose for the most buttery steez in skateboarding past and present damn that's high praise to whoever we choose um yeah kenny hoyle's a beast we definitely should get him on one day Mm -hmm. he just like vanished out of the skate scene man most buttery style d jones Gotta be Rob Welsh, man. <laughs> or Yalda. Oh, that's some butter right there. Yeah, Yalda, man. For just like absolute. He's doing, he's, he's doing everything I wish I could. <laughs> For uh, absolute classic buttery style, you can never go wrong with Mark Athliard. But for a more random one, that uh, if you haven't heard of this dude, you should go youtube right now i'm a, I've, I've shouted him out before in the past but it's been a while uh we gotta go with fucking quade baker from down under mate look up quade baker he's a beast all right next up we got an email from wyatt Lindbergh, safe and donovan hello from damaged board shop in duluth minnesota i wanted to share a dual sports skate moment i think you'll both appreciate Minnesota Vikings fullback CJ Ham is from Duluth and grew up skating here and coming here to damage and would enter all the local skate cops. He still swings through whenever he's in town to hang. This Christmas, his wife Steph reached out to me to build him a complete for a Christmas gift. We took care of our guy and the man can still skate. I've included a link to Steph's Instagram that shows a clip of him doing a proper kickflip. How many other fullbacks you know out there in the streets getting some? I've been a long-time listener of the pod and try my best to introduce new listeners anytime someone swings through the shop and wants to know what's good in the skate world. The Bunt is the number one podcast in skateboarding for a damn good reason. I appreciate the rawness of the interviews and how relatable it is knowing you are just two guys with a real genuine love for skateboarding and skate culture. I look forward to each new episode. 
Keep up the good work and thank you for doing what you do, Wyatt. Damn, yo, that's a heartwarming email there, Ghost. Damn, Wyatt, thanks, bro. Making our day over here. That's some real nice words for me. We definitely appreciate it. Spreading the good word of uh, the people's podcast, man. We love doing it too. CJ Ham doing the kickflip. Let's. Uh, we're gonna have to check that out. But there are some other pro athletes who are they're known to skate, man. We've seen Kyrie Irving get down, Dennis Schroeder get down. There was um, fuck, what was that guy's name? I think he was a running back on the Redskins. He could get down. Uh, my favorite these Remember days him? is uh, Ocho Cinco, man. Trying to drop in at all these skate parks, eating shit. <laughs> oh, he better be careful. I know, there. I know. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> Those little legs, man. And then uh, word on the street is the big homie and T Dot Wayne Simmons can heel flip. So wow. That's but uh, Wyatt, thanks for sending that over. You know we. Uh, are huge NFL fans here, so seeing a, a big man like fullback CJ Ham do a kickflip is a beautiful thing. No doubt. All right, next up, we got an email from Ben S. Hey, Bump Boys, love the pod. Keeps my dusty mid-30s dad ass stoked on skating. Congrats, Donald. <laughs> my question is about helmets. My kid has started to mess around with my skateboards and started calling me out for not wearing a helmet when I make him wear one. So I went to a local and bought one to wear when I skate with him. Feels weird, but I think I can get used to it. Curious on y'all's thoughts. Something to think about now that there is a bunt baby around. <laughs> wow, Donald, I'll let you uh, take the floor on that one, man. Shit. Well, honestly, we'll start somewhere that me and you have both talked about tons of times. Like, me and Safer ride our bikes around all the time, and we always talk about wearing helmets when we ride our bikes right yeah and we never have just in passing we've seen plenty of people get hurt on their bikes and we always look at each other like fuck man we really gotta start wearing helmets and for some reason it's just something we don't do i don't even know why man like it's so dumb that we don't wear a helmet we definitely recommend everyone out there biking please wear a helmet and i actually had this conversation with my wife um whatever recently this past week and it was the same thing about whether will the little homie is gonna rock a helmet or not if he decides to skateboard and then what i and like i'm his example right i have to set the example i'm the role model so if i'm gonna make him wear a helmet then i would do the same when i skate with him i'll i'll rock a helmet as well man non-negotiable i want my little man especially while He's still learning and uncomfortable to wear a helmet. So if he's looking at me and saying, where's yours? Like, I'm going to tell him it's going on my head. And that's, and that's that. Damn. That's, uh, I think that's the right thing, but I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> Got no choice, man. What am I going to do? Tell me I have to wear one and then not wear one? I mean, it's the same position as Ben. So Ben's setting the example for me. Thank you for that. And, uh. I'll put my money where my mouth is, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. Like, I was going to say, I fully back Ben doing it. Um, I just wanted to hear what, like, what your thoughts were on it. And uh, that's why I don't have a, a kid yet, because I don't want to wear a helmet skating. Just kidding. That's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, God. <laughs> 
No. Okay, there's one last quick one. We'll end on this one, okay? Yeah, let's get helmets uh, for biking this summer for sure. My mom's told me to buy a helmet for like the last three years straight and she'll pay me back just because she's sick of me not wearing one. And I literally just yeah. forget. And then every time I think about it, I'm like not at a bike shop. So I'm like, <laughs> just keep forgetting. I remember there was a night we were biking over the Broadview Bridge heading home. And there was one guy biking by himself in front of us. Boom, tire right in the streetcar tracks, goes flying, and we just looked at each other like, fuck, man. Enough's enough, you know? Yeah, I have a question, though. At what, so, at what point would you let him take his helmet off? Um, I don't know. I mean, Thomas Morrison set a pretty good example. He rocked it for a long time. And then when he's comfortable i feel like when he's comfortable skating you know and if he really wants to and honestly who knows if i'm even gonna have this problem because i'm not gonna make him skateboard so he can do whatever the heck he wants obviously but obviously hypothetical he'll, and for he'll ben. dabble with it for ben what yeah when he's comfortable man when he's like a comfortable skateboarder and i'm not nervous watching him skate around because for years he's gonna barely be able to skate and push right so at the point when I feel like I don't have to keep an eye on him when he's skating, then he can skate with no helmet. I mean, his mom might have a completely different answer, so. But that's mine. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, last one for the week coming in from Tom D. Love listening to the show. Helps pass this shitty COVID time. When are you getting the GOAT Paul Trepp on the show? Probably never unfortunately i'm gonna just keep it 100 he's hard enough to get a hold of and he's the least tech savvy person of all time <laughs> and uh you know just wish him well love you trep miss you but i'm sorry to uh let you down don't don't hold your breath for a trep interview man hundo p thank you guys all for the emails Keep getting them in to the bunt live at gmail.com and uh, we'll catch you next week for the post office. This is the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. Much like last week where we zeroed in on NFL free agency, y'all know exactly what time it is. It's NBA trade deadline season. And for us, the biggest fish in the pond was Kyle Lowry. And it seems like no team out there had the right bait. Say what happened, man? I think uh, just a lot of money, a lot of money to make it work. And... The Raptors weren't going to give him up for nothing. Like with Philly, that's where everyone was thinking he was going to go. I'm pretty sure Masai wanted uh, that kid Maxi, who's shown some promise. Thibault, I think he's what, in his second year, third year maybe, defensive specialist. And uh, two first round picks is what I heard. So, you know, that's a lot to ask for Lowry, 30. Five, I think he is and he, he could potentially just be a rental um, it makes sense that that he didn't get moved like they kept they they moved a couple lesser players Matt Thomas and uh, 
can't remember the other one. And Terrence I'm like, Davis. Yeah, Terrence Davis. I'm like, oh, they're making some room for for whatever. But nah, man. Uh, but I'm not mad Didn't at it. Didn't happen. I'm not mad at it. I don't think any trade with the Heat or fucking the Sixers was going to like make us a contender. So fuck it. No, I don't think it was about us becoming a contender with trading Lowry as it was, you know, maybe a step into the future and letting Freddie take the reins. But with the right deal isn't there, it's tough to ship away the greatest player in franchise history, you know, just to just because you think you have to. And Masai showed his loyalty that he wasn't just going to give Kyle Lowry away because I'm sure there were some other offers and just didn't happen. But on the flip side of that. Norm Powell, he's out of here, man. Heading over to Portland, great place for him. We've always wanted bigger and better things out of the Trailblazers. And what's he gonna do for that franchise? Uh, I have no idea, man. But he's definitely an upgrade over Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. You know, isn't the same player he once was after like injury, an injury plagued career and a fucking Achilles tear to top it all off. So I don't know how much he's gonna do for us, but. Uh, I guess I'm happy for Norm. You know, he's earned himself a lot of money this summer. So I, I hope he gets that. But it is an interesting fit because he's, I think he's only 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's not the biggest guy. So it's yet another, you know, smaller player in their backcourt. But and he's also similar to CJ and Dame. Like, they've just got these three wet-ass dudes now. But we'll see how it looks defensively for them. But they got your boy Nurkic back. Uh, Big things. Yeah, shout out to Portland. We've always been fans from afar of the Blazers, so I like it. You mentioned it before, the Miami Heat. They were in on Kyle Lowry. No one knows how serious they were exactly. But in return, they missed, and they ended up getting Victor Oladipo. For who? Nobody knows. (laughs) Yeah, man. Houston could have had Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, I'm pretty sure. And instead, they've got all these random picks and Kelly Olenek (laughs) Houston man they fucked up like when you move James Harden like the first thing they should have done was just like like, yo let me get Ben Simmons you know and then you've got someone you can build around a cornerstone but they went for the old yeah let's get some assets and pull a Boston and get fucking no one for having all these assets for all these years like I'm interested to see what OKC does with their 34 picks they've gathered over the next seven years. It's insane. But uh, they're going to have to start trading some of them, man, because you can't even hold that many players. Yeah, exactly. Man, they just shut down Horford. They have four G League teams. Sometimes I don't know why these, like, I get it if that's where the money is, but like, Horford going to OKC. uh, Was that via trade? Like, I don't even remember. Yeah, it must have been. But. It must have been it's just, from Philly. Yeah, it's just like, yo, fuck, man. You go there and you get shut oh, down gonna play. with like 20, 30 games left on the season. Like, it's just... And two years left on his deal. Like, you already know he's getting bought out next year or some shit. Like, it's just fucking sad. But back to the heat. Oladipo, I hope, I hope he's got a lot left in the tank. Uh, he's shown flashes. And I think the heat culture is going to be good to get him you know rejuiced to play a lot of defense in houston defense can go out the window as we've seen over the last few years unless you're pj tucker but 
uh, I like it, man. I like it for the Heat. If Oladipo can stay healthy and, uh, you know, go back to that Pacers pre-injury depot. Mm-hmm. So let's keep with the Houston Rockets here. And you, ne- you mentioned his name, P.J. Tucker, heading over to Milwaukee. That's a deep team they got this year, man. Is this the best Milwaukee Bucks team? Yo, it really might be because I like Drew Holiday more than Malcolm Brogdon. And... You know, P.J. Tucker is going to do his thing. They still got Lopez, who's, you know, getting older now, but still doing his thing from three and protecting the paint. Giannis having another MVP season, but no one really giving him that love because people get bored of you when you're too good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'd be happy for them if they got to the finals after these letdowns, you know. Yeah, they got something to prove, that's for sure. And nothing uh, nothing works out better for you in the playoffs than having a chip on your shoulder. The team that we thought we were going to be, the big sellers, ended up being the Orlando Magic. And they said the heck with it, man. And they let go of everybody. <laughs> we're talking Fournier to the Celtics for two second-round picks. Nice little deal. Vucevic, who is absolutely lighting the world on fire right now, heading to Chicago for Wendell Carter Jr. and someone else. And Aaron Gordon heading to Denver. And I don't have any details on that trade. I forget who was a part of that. Out of the three, who's the big winner there? Um, out of Orlando, Chicago, and Denver? No, like, which player is going oh. to the best team? Like, who... Well, it's obviously not Vucevic. But. Yeah. Well, I let you know what I like that for Chicago. Um, now they've got another All Star. Like this is the first time Zach Levine's playing with another All Star because Cat and him hadn't become All Stars when they were still together with Wiggins in Minnesota. They were super young. And yo, who would have thought back then that Levine was the guy they shipped out of town? And honestly, he might be the best out of those three now. Like we know, Cat. If they still had him, yeah. Like hmm. obviously, Wiggins is the the least, but they they were like, "Yo, let's get Levine out of here and do the Wiggins Cat thing." Cat uh, and Levine is a debate, but man, Cat ain't done shit except for put up numbers on shit teams. Kind of the same as with Levine, but they could make it to the playoffs this year, which would be dope. Anyways, um. I'd say the biggest Luke winner is Chicago Gordon. makes them a completely different team. Yeah, like I'm excited to see that. And they could squeeze in in the play-in into the playoffs. That'd be fun. It'd be a really fun. Like Zach Levine in the playoffs as a star with Vooch. I would love to see that. Uh, they could make the first round more difficult for a high-seeded team than it has to be. And that's what you don't want to run into as the one or two seed, you know? 100%. Um, I like... I think the biggest winner is... Aaron Gordon though because he gets to go play with possibly the MVP Jokic like his life just got so much easier like I remember two years ago I think they tried to make Aaron Gordon the man in Orlando and it was just a massive failure like he's he's not that dude you know he's an athletic guy who who can catch alley-oops and it's the classic like you're in the dunk contest and people think you're better than you really are you know they think you're something different yeah but playing off Jokic uh, is great for him and like you know they got an old Millsap and Jermichael Green now they get like 
I think Aaron Gordon's 25 or 26. Get some young legs in there. Get to play with Porter Jr., uh, Jamal Murray. Like, they just got a nice dose of, of youth and athleticism, and I think it's going to be great for them. And they're already kind of like those borderline contenders to, to make it to the finals. So I think that team and Aaron Gordon won, if we're talking people leaving Orlando. Nice spot for him to land in Denver, man. Probably the complete opposite of what was going on in Orlando. Yeah. Two buyouts to talk about. Oddly enough, two big men. LaMarcus Aldridge, he's going to Brooklyn. Son of a bitch. And Andre Drummond finally got his buyout, and he's heading to the Lakers. Who, Who's a better pickup for each team? I don't know. LaMarcus was a weird one. I thought he... Like, the word was he was going to the Heat, which was also a little weird just because they already got Bam there. But LaMarcus doesn't really take up too much space in the paint. But, yo, everyone is overreacting, man. Like, you go on Twitter and everyone's freaking out. Like, how many, like, all-stars do you need? It's like, yo, LaMarcus Aldridge hasn't hasn't sniffed an all-star game in years. And he's a shell of himself. Bro, he, and Blake Griffin. He's 30. Yo, you could take Blake Griffin on a pickup game. Yeah, Blake is, is dust. And, like, he'll probably have a good game once every week or two weeks. But he's clearly not Blake of old. But LaMarcus is 35 and averaging 13 points. Like, people are acting like this is still, like, 2010. You know, 20 points, 10 rebounds, LaMarcus Aldridge. It isn't. They'd be more dangerous if they had Jared Allen back. <laughs> right yeah so but whatever I, I, I'm not mad at it I kind of this super team's kind of hilarious it's reminding me a bit of like the Lakers when they when they grab Gary Payton and the mailman and just have like so many big names but like half of them are past their prime that's what I mean it's a super team for old men like some of them are just at the tail end of their career and they want to catch a ring this team is still going to be run by the big three. Like, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge are not going to be the guys to put them over the top to win the championship. It's still going to be KD, Kyrie, and Harden, man. Yeah, and everyone's like, how many people do you need to beat LeBron James? Like, yo, LeBron is literally the... LeBron does the same he's thing. He's the master at this, and he's been doing it for years. Like, buy, he's Mr. Buyout Market. And, like, even with those yeah. Heat teams, like, they grabbed Rashard Lewis, who's one of my favorite players for a long time. He was past his prime and pretty done, but it's still a big name. But I don't remember people freaking out then. Uh, they grabbed Ray Allen, but he actually did help a lot. Obviously, the shot in game he six. He won them the championship. Yeah. Uh, but, like, dude, so many big names have gone. Like, on the Cavs, they, they grabbed Darren Williams when he was done. Uh, Corver. Tons of all-stars, man. And, and just because Drummond took longer to sign... All of Twitter was going crazy because LaMarcus went to the Nets. And it's like a day later, Drummond goes to the Lakers. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you knew Drummond was going to do that. For sure. Well, we'll see how it pans out, man. Who's more likely to win the championship if they meet in the finals? Who are you taking, Brooklyn or the Lakers? If both teams are 100% healthy, 100%. I'm taking Brooklyn. But I'm really I'm really nervous about, about KD, man. Uh, yeah, what's up with him? He's been everything was gravy the first half of the season. What's going on with him? I think he's just having some. What is it this time? Calf or thigh or some shit? But 
Uh, gotta be those fucking skinny little legs. Something, man. whatever it is, it's on his leg, and you know, there's always a connection to the Achilles. That shit runs up our whole damn body, basically. So, uh, I just hope he's all right come playoffs, man. I hope he gets like at least a week or two in a regular season, get warmed up, and nothing would bum me out more than fucking. You know, KD getting hurt or just sitting out again after this fool put in like so much time to get better. Yeah, we don't want another Clay Thompson situation. Hell no, KD, please come back, man. You're a joy to watch. And uh, unless you have any final words, no, nah, let's sign out. And uh, good luck to one of my favorite players, Avery Bradley, who's been a shell for years. <laughs> Was former offensive self, 18 points per game on the Celtics. But I think he also landed on Houston. Poor bastard. Yeah, he was part of that depot trade. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.